we have a lot of things that we could do or things that you want to do or things that, man, I'm just like, I want to finish this. And, uh, you know, maybe you're one of those people that have 17,000 projects started and not one of them done. Ever been like that? Or, or if you have something that you start and you just go and it stares at you all day and screams at you, got to get it finished. Gotta. We just had our house. We just repainted our family room. And, and we had the whole house for a couple weeks was in disarray. If that's kind of a, I don't usually say disarray. That sounds funny. It's in disarray. It was messed up. The whole house was just, you know, we had stuff sitting here, furniture shoved in another room. And, and, and so you got to make changes to go around stuff that's not finished. And, and, you know, you, and you look for the time when it is, <coughs> excuse me. So there could be things that you could do and should do and you want to do. There might be some things that you need to do that you need to finish, but we have to do that. The one thing that we've got to do that needs to be finished. What's that thing? What do you need to finish? What is something that you start and you haven't been able to finish or you started several times that you've not been able to finish? Brett, I've got so many stuff. I, I got, I mean, my list is, oh, you, you, you don't even know. What needs finished in your life? It's different from all of us, or everybody has maybe something different that they want to finish. We have to prioritize them. In other words, what is most important? Sometimes you have several things that need to be finished. Maybe it's errands. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to get groceries. Got to get this. You know, if you go get groceries first, do you go to the freezer section first or the freezer section last? Last, most generally, because... If you're getting a whole lot of other groceries, you don't want what you got frozen to thaw out before you get home. So, you, you know, you tend to think about, OK, I, I'm going to pick that up. That's going to be my last thing. So they, if you go to a store, think about it. If you start from the back and work your way up front, the freezer section is more towards the front because you're working that way. Again, just prioritizing. How do I finish? What needs to be done? I'm going to pick those out from, you know, most urgent to least important. It could be relationships. I've got to do something. I've got to say I'm sorry to somebody. I've got to forgive somebody. It may be finances. I need to get out of debt or I need to start saving. I need to do something. It may be your weight. You know, I, uh, I've never lost my, got to my goal. I've never done this. I've lost, I've gained, I've lost, I've gained. And I know i got witnesses in the room besides me. Come on. Yeah. You know, as you get on the scale and it says one at a time, please. You know it's time. <laughs> If you could figure it out, you would be in a much better place. You would leave there going, you know what, I got that done. Something about accomplishment gives us a, uh, a charge or like, yes, a, a feel of I've done that. I've made it. I've, I've finished that. What if I, if I could help you finish something? If I could give you some tools that you could finish something? In six months, it could change your life. In the next week, it could make a major difference. Maybe you just lost your focus because you've just got tired. I know life can make you tired. If you could push a magic button and you knew, hey, if I push this button in just a few months or, or uh, from now, this, everything would be different. Everything would change. It'd be finished what I wanted. If it was a bad relationship, hit the button. If it was financial decision, hit the button. If it was a weight, I'd just hit the button. Wouldn't that be a nice button? I want to eat as many Cinnabons as I can. Hit the button. Boom, and be spelt and nice. Okay. Maybe if you're saying my life is okay, if I could just, you know, get this, you know, I understand what you're saying. Could you move on? Because sometimes when we're hearing some things, it's just like it gets kind of painful. I don't want to have to look at something I haven't finished. 
even if you're saying, well, my life's all put together. Is there something that needs finished? I don't want life just to be the same old, same old, every day, going in and out, in and out, here we are, make the donuts, do whatever, da-da-da-da-da. I mean, that's okay, because it's okay to have a routine. You know, we're mostly creatures of habit, I get it, and it's okay, because sometimes there's, you know, there's safety in habit. You feel good in it, you've done it over, you have confidence in it. And habit isn't bad. You can have a prayer habit in the morning. I'm going to pray in the morning. That's a great habit to be in. I'm going to make sure that I give. I'm, the first check I'm going to write is my tithe. That's a great habit to get in. So habits aren't all, all bad. But I'm saying there's life that God wants to shoot into you that, that says, look, you could live life more to the fullest if we could finish some things. Some things will just eat at you and and you just have to just that like that forgiveness i just need to forgive i just need to move on finish it so you can move on our scripture today is out of nehemiah chapter 6 1 through 6 and then nehemiah chapter 6 verse 16 now it happened when sanballat uh and tobiah and geshem the arab and the rest of our enemies heard that i had rebuilt the wall that there were no breaks left in it though at the time i had not hung the doors on the gates Sanballat and Geshem sent to me saying, come, let us meet together among the villages in the plain of Ono. You know, if you went down there, that'd be, oh, no, don't go down there. But they thought to do me harm. So I sent messengers to them saying, I'm doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? But they sent me this message four times and I answered them in the same manner. Sanballat sent his servant to me as before and the fifth time with an open letter in his hand and it was written it's reported among the nations and geshem says that you and the jews plan to rebel therefore according to these rumors you are rebuilding the wall that you may be their king verse 16 says this and it happened when all our enemies heard of it and all the nations around us saw these things that they were disheartened in their own eyes but they perceived that this work was done by our god so i want to i've used this scripture before but it just is so awesome to, to understand what had happened about finishing something. Now, this story takes place about 444 years B.C., before Christ. Nehemiah was the cupbearer to the king, and what a cupbearer did was he just basically tasted the stuff before the king did, so if there's any poison in it, he would die and the king wouldn't. That's a good job for you. Somebody brought in some wine. Here, taste this. Make sure that's good. Oh, that's a bad batch, I see. We need another cupbearer. So that's what he did, uh, and that's, you know, so that made sure the king wasn't, wasn't poisoned. Now, just so that you understand, all of this is happening, and, and I'm going to get to this, but this whole wall that was down for hundreds of years gets rebuilt in 52 days. 52 days. That's pretty incredible. 52 days. <clears throat> Nehemiah was, was not just a servant. He was a friend. And he was also uh, Jewish. So here's some history. About 100 years before this, Babylonians had come in and destroyed the temple and Jerusalem and destroyed the walls of the city. So for 100 years, this wall's been down. All the generations up to that point have never had the wall to look at. So are we on the same page? Let me, let me just understand. Those that are my age, I'm 55. Thank you. My kids, there was a time, now they know what it is. But we went to an antique store the other day, and Maddie says, I want one of those. I'm like, what? She said, one of those old things. What's that? A typewriter. <laughs> Ding. Remember that? The kids that never saw those, they're going, what'd you hit the TV screen for or the monitor? They, I mean, they don't know. Uh, remember, remember Pong? 
You know, and we just boop, boop, break out and all that. We were like, yeah, our kids now, they have some, the video games, everything is, ooh, I'm, you know, remember before color TV? Remember before TV? No, not that I'd remember that. But I remember when we got a TV and it was black and white and we didn't have color. I remember when, you know, certain night, the wonderful world of Disney was on. And right before that was Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. You know, with Marlon Perkins. Poor Jim. He got everything bad. Marlon, wow, Jim goes down, <laughs> fights that cobra. I stay here, you know, whatever. But, you know, all of those things. And, and at, at, at Christmas time, we watched Charlie Brown. The whole world in, the, in our civilization watched it at the same time or in their time zone. Because it was only on once a year. Now you can, you can watch it all the time. There's five zillion channels you can watch. So some history. The walls have been down, so nobody knew. They had grown up in a tore-down city with walls tore down. Remember uh, the fiery furnace and, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel and the lions then. This is all uh, around that time. It happened 100 years ago, and Nehemiah, that's what he's talking about. He's talking about all of this stuff. So just give you kind of a little bit of history. But he gets a burden for the city. He gets a burden for Jerusalem, and he goes to the king and asks to go and fix and clean things up. Have you ever got a burden? Do you know what a burden is? If you're a mother, you probably know what a burden is. If you're a father, you know what a burden is. You have a burden for your children. You want your children to succeed. You have a burden for the church or a burden for the city. In the dictionary, burden is defined something that is carried, load, duty, responsibility, something oppressive or worrisome. I'm just laid, I feel I'm heavy with a burden. Remember Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was, he was burdened, he was so overwhelmed by what had to happen that he sweat droplets of blood. You ever have to finish what somebody else started? Have you ever worked for a company where I worked, uh, which is now Nucor, was Marion Steel, uh, they would use me as a, a mechanics helper. And so, the, you know, somebody go in where they'd say, hey, we need you to fix this. So the guy that was going to fix it would say, I need this, 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 and this, and this. And we'd go get the parts from the store in the, in the shop there, and we'd go to where we were going, and we'd start fixing it. And nine times out of ten before we were ever finished, they would pull us off that job and send us somewhere else. And they would send somebody else to do the job that you started. And we would go... St- into a job that somebody had already half done stuff was laying here we didn't know what their mindset was we didn't know what their vision was and they're saying finish that and so there's a burden or frustration or just like what were they thinking why did they do this and and so a lot of times things would get wasted because you're trying to figure out something that you were never meant to figure out you were supposed to be doing something else can i get an amen for that so nehemiah gets his supplies and he says, he gets with the king, well, he goes to the king, the king says, okay, he gets uh, then supplies, and the king basically gave him uh, rule to be able to do this. So he had favor, turn to your neighbor and say favor. So he could do and he could get what he needed. So I want to give you some challenges to being a finisher today, some challenges of being a finisher. Here's the first one, your mindset. The state of the people at that time, what they were thinking what the people are thinking in the city now, they, they've always known it to be a city without those walls. They've grown up that way. If you're a parent and, you're, you know, and maybe you're feeling, I, you know, I didn't have this modeled in front of me, so you didn't know how to be, and you're trying to figure that out. 
that's kind of in a, it's not the same situation, but because it was never there, you're trying to put those pieces together. As long as they had lived, this had been rubble. Anybody could come in the city, anybody could go out of the city. Gangs, different things were happening in the city because there was no enforcement, no law. Nothing would stop them. People could steal. Nobody, fear ruled. Everybody was afraid to do anything. Only the strong survived. You had to be outsmart. You know, you had to be wise and, and survive and live. They had forgotten their heritage. When I read this, and this is what I was praying, to me it reminds me a little bit of Marion. We've been hit hard and, and there's been drugs in the city and there's been all these different things that have happened and the o- overdoses and we're not the only city that has these kind of issues but marion for its demographic size has had a lot of issues marion also is almost fourth in the nation for churches in a size a community this size isn't that crazy so i mean somebody's crying out help us and we don't know Because some of the people that have grown up in Marion, all they've seen is devastation. That's all they know. They know how to survive. You want to survive? Work the system. That's all they know. They have not had anything modeled in front of them. They have not had a wall of security or a faith wall, so to speak. All they've known is this is how we manipulate. This is how we work, and this is what happens. And I don't mean everybody's a manipulator, so please don't. I don't need any hate mail for that. What I'm trying to tell you is this. They haven't seen, but I'm telling you, listen to me. When I was a kid, this was not such a bad place. It can be that again. And I believe it's turning in that direction. Nehemiah goes around the city and he finds out what's going on. What what are the people thinking? And he says, this could be great again. It can be done. And it breaks his heart as he talks to people and find out, you know, where are you at? What do you know? What's going on? What do you feel? And then he gets the plan. I have to finish this. I have to rebuild the wall. God's going to let you know what you have to finish. God's going to show you what it is you have to finish. There are some fragments that are out there, but if you just let God, he's going to show you. You can be a finisher. You can come from behind like the video we saw from out of nowhere. You see, they need those walls so they could be protected. They could believe in themselves again. So mindset. It can be as bad as your mind will let it get there. Or you can change your mindset. You can start saying, you know what? I remember telling a guy, a guy he was saying, you know, Marion is a lost cause. I said, no, it is not. And he said, why is that? I said, because we're here. Meaning him as well. Do you know that God has so much invested in you? He loves you. He doesn't, he doesn't go with lost causes. Do you know that? With God, everything, man, when God gets involved, things can turn around. Things can change. Here's number two for this morning. You need vision. So Nehemiah, he calls everybody together, and he casts an incredible vision. He starts telling them what it would be like. We get these walls back up. This is what's going to happen. Things are going to start being safe again. He tells him, here's the problem, and here's the solution. You know, that's what I like about it as I read this story. It's great. You know, it's no fun to say, hey, Pastor, here's the problem. 
I had somebody come up to me and say, these kids are out here and they're just roughhousing everybody. Somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody needs to watch them and you better take care of it. I said, hey, listen, I appreciate you coming to me. Could you go out there and watch them for a little bit while we get this stuff fixed up and we'll try to send somebody out there? Well, I'm not going to do it. Okay, if you want to announce a problem, could you be part of the solution? Come on, help somebody, because we have a society. I'm not going to do that. I could get sued. Good grief, you could get sued if you're just eating cereal in the morning. It's hard to drive eating cereal in the morning. Be part of the solution. Here's why we're going to do something about it. Here's why we're going to do something about it now. Here's why we're going to believe God for things now. Because we have children, we have grandchildren, and we need to take care of this now. You can never finish if you don't start. You can never finish if you don't start. People follow vision. They follow results. They get excited when they see what they're investing in, their time, their talent, and their treasure, and it's beginning to bring forth fruit. They get excited with that. You see, little things that we've done here at TLC, just little things. Hey, as we are growing and God is doing things, you know, we're adding things, and we're doing it debt-free, and people are beginning to see that. And they're being like, hey, well, church is growing. Yes, church is growing. You know why? Because God is part of it. And he's got a plan, not just for this church, but for this city and this community and this area and this nation. That's why we're having voter registration. Well, I can never make it to the post office. You can make it right here. Register to vote. Use your God-given right. New vision brings hope, direction, peace, a new mindset. When things start changing, you start saying, yes, there's, there's hope. I can see a difference. Here's point number three. The enemy wants to stop you. So here's some challenges if you're a finisher. The enemy doesn't want you to finish. He wants to stop you. When you figure out, Lord, what do you want me to finish? And I, you start putting your hand to it. The enemy starts saying, okay, let me see if I can stop. I, I can stop that. I can, I can hinder that relationship. I can hinder this. I can stop that project. I can, I can stop this. People that have just gotten saved and they leave here and then they're confronted with all these other things. Why? Because he wants to stop you. He doesn't want you to finish. Building is noise with materials. How many knows that the battle's in your mind and it starts in your mind? Your perspective of how you see this. Remember the, the 12 spies, and uh, um, was it 12 or 10? Let me think. That's 12 altogether. Ten, two were good and the, out of the 12. That's what I'm there. I'm on the same page now. Got it. All right. What I'm saying is what they came back and said, these guys are giants, and we are grasshoppers in their sight and in ours. It is your mindset. You know, there's things in, in, in Kim and I's relationship where there could be a mountain and I'd be like, let's take the hill. Wahoo! And I'll just take it. I'll just go for it. I haven't really surveyed what could be. And see, she wants to, let's see where the enemy's at. Let's strategically take this hill. I'm just like Rambo and want to just plow through. You know, so sometimes I'm the kite and she's the string. So, you know, I get it. And, and we can work together. But what I'm saying is it's your mindset. Could you speak to your mountain when Jesus is talking in Mark and he's telling us in Mark 11, 23 and 24, it says you speak. It doesn't say God it says you, you have to attack that. You have to change your mindset because if you don't change your mindset, your mountain's not going away. 
starts in your mind. This wall was a huge project. And when the wall started going up, people from all over began to take notice. As we do things here at TLC, people from around the city begin to take notice. We had our billboards that were up. We're on the radio now, and there are people that are taking notice. It's not because we're anybody, but you know what we're trying to do? We have something to say. Jesus still lives today. He still heals today. He still saves today. He's still alive today. He's got a plan today. And so we are out there proclaiming the good news, and the enemy wants to stop the wall from building. As a finisher for God, you're going to stop the enemy and his access to you and your family. If you're going to finish something, then you're going to go, all right, I got to stop this. Because it doesn't make any sense if I had a, uh, I don't know what those are called, but it's, let's just say it's a strainer. You, know, you put your spaghetti in it after you boil it, whatever that is. Colander, strainer, doohickey. So we put the spaghetti in the doohickey, but what if, if I said, hey, we're going to take all this water from here and we're going to move it over there, but I'm going to use the doohickey. I'm going to use the strainer or the colander or whatever you call it. By the time I get over here, how much water am I going to have? Not much. Maybe hardly any except just what's wet on. It doesn't make any sense to try to finish if you can't find out where the leak is. You're going to, if you're going to be a finisher for God, then you're going to stop the leaks. God's going to show you that and he's going to help you. You see, and then people made their living when the walls were down off pillaging and robbing and fear and they'd come in manipulation kind of like you know we can protect you but it will cost you that kind of thing this kind of mafia was back then and so they bullied people and they got all of all of that stuff i mean i in fifth grade i i fought a guy because he took some little second graders lunch but let me just tell you he was you know you got to feed me if you feed me i'll protect you it's second grade. So I, I took the lunch back from him, gave it to the girl. He didn't like that. But let me just say, if you stop the voice of the enemy, everybody gets to eat their lunch. I got a Twinkie out of that. You see, opposition will feel threatened and defensive when you start finishing what God has told you to do. The enemy will say, we got to stop them. we gotta, we got to stop them. You know, even in good things, you know, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet. Jesus, son of David, be quiet. Even if the people weren't necessarily evil. God, do you, are you seeing this? God wants to have you have breakthrough. And, and enemy, enemies just wanting to stop that no matter what. It can be good people. But God may be calling you to finish. Their course would have been, you got to get to Jesus. What if the woman with the 12 uh, years of blood, what if she wasn't a finisher? I gotta, if I can touch his robe, I'm going to be healed. Men, there's people everywhere. She's not supposed to be in the street. She could get stoned because she is unclean. But she's putting it all online. I'm going to finish. Could you imagine bumping in back in that culture? Your mindset would be you bump into her. Oh, that's, oh wait. Don't touch me. She's in the crowd. And all she's focused on is finishing doesn't necessarily mean those people are bad but i'm just telling you the enemy will use whatever he can to stop you because he'll feel threatened people that didn't like that wanted the work to stop 
He didn't want the wall to be built. Sanballat said, no, let's get them to stop. He sent spies, and they would check on the progress and the morale of the people. In other words, their state of mind and their mindset. And then he started rumors. Hey, did you hear? This is why he's building the wall. And they would start, you know, just to try to, oh, and just get everything. How many, can you understand that by just watching TV commercials about Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump right now? I mean, are they not battling each other just in commercials? You know what? It's the it's principle of what we're seeing here. You need to ask Jesus how I'm supposed to vote. Morally, what do you want me to vote? How do you want me to do that? But anyway, what I'm telling you is this. This is what's happening back there. So then he thinks this. If he can't get him to stop, rumors he's starting that. He said, if I can get him outside the city, we can kill him. But Nehemiah won't come down. Now listen to me. He won't come down because he knows he has to finish. Why is he after Nehemiah? If the enemy can get the leader, the rest scatter. When I took the kids, the little girl's lunch back in second grade and got rid of the guy that took her lunch, all of his buddies and him suddenly left. You see, the enemy, that's why he goes after the leader. If he can get the leader, then the flock scatters. He goes after the pastors. He goes after the the headship. Scripture today, Nehemiah gives us a deep answer. You can apply it in your marriage, your children, your finances, your weight, whatever you need to finish. He says, I'm doing a great work, and I can't come down. I'm doing a, I'm up on this wall. I'm doing a great work and I can't come down. I am a finisher. Turn to your neighbor and say, I am a finisher. God's going to give you something to finish and the enemy's going to try to get you down and you're going to, you're going to have to say, I can't come down. It's not worth the cost to me because God has got me doing this. If I come down, I can't do this. I can't finish what I'm supposed to do. The enemy wants to get you off the wall he wants you to stop but you have to finish you see nehemiah saying that's not going to benefit me because i still then i'd have to go back and finish it have you ever done something that you started and you decided to take a break there's nothing wrong with taking a break but you knew you just wanted to finish it and you took a break and then you really didn't want to start again oh I remember doing two days in football practice and sometimes, you know, that break, it'd almost be like, can we just go through the pain now, get both of them out of the way? Because by the time we were done, I'm like, I don't want to do it no more. So, you know, push through and say, okay, I got to do this, Lord. If Nehemiah would have came down, they would have taken his life. Here's number four. The enemy wants to change your view. You got to finish what you're doing. The enemy wants to get you off the wall because, listen to me, when you're off the wall, your viewpoint changes. If I'm on the wall, I can see more things. I can see some things clearly. I'm getting the perspective of God if I'm finishing what he's called me to do. But if I listen to the enemy and he pulls me off the wall. You know the beautiful thing about television, and most of you will probably watch TV today, and you'll watch, you know, uh, the Browns lose or something. See? So some of you Steeler fans should be proud. (laughs) But they could win. 
Anyway, what I'm saying is it's so easy to watch and call a play from your TV because we can see it all in slow motion. You can see the the zoom. They will zoom on the foot. Was it inbounds? Was it out of bounds? The official doesn't have that grace unless they have to view the replay machine. Don't you wish life was like that? If you did something wrong or you went out of bounds, you came off the wall and it didn't work right, they could just replay, flag on the play. Brett came off the wall. Let's do that play again. The enemy wants to change your view. If he can get you away from a higher view, and he can get you to man's view or his view, then he's got you licked. If he can get you off the wall, stop finishing, cause damage to the kingdom of God, it can be detrimental. You've got to know what you have to do. Here's the, I've got to finish this. You know, even in painting our room, uh, you know, there's just things like, oh, I don't want to do this. And, oh, and I was frustrated about, you know, certain things of painting. How many like to paint? How many like to trim? How many like to just say you like to paint, but you hate it? Okay. <laughs> I mean, at some point you're just like, because that room is big. And after a while you're like, oh, dear Lord, are you going to come back before this room is done? I mean, you almost feel like that and you're tired. And it's just like it's not happening quick. Or you can almost, and you're trying to stretch your paint. Don't you love that? Oh, God, fish and loaves, multiply. (laughs) But it'll be detrimental if you come off of what you're doing. Sometimes this is the only time you have. You have to do it. Last week, I was just like, it's the only time I got. I got to mow the yard. I'm not saying I love to mow. I do like to mow, but sometimes I'm just like, I wish I didn't have to mow, if you know what I'm saying. But I knew that I had to get it done. This is the only time slot I had because my schedule was really racked. And there's times during that mowing I wanted to be like, I'm just going to mow this. And this will still be okay till next week, I think. And inside there's something saying, you better just get it done now. You, bet. Can I, you know what I'm saying? So I went ahead and I pushed through. And the time I'm pushing, my mindset is wanting to go off the wall. My mindset as I'm mowing is like, ah, but inside, i got to grab a hold of my mindset and say, I know what I'm doing. God, I'm going to get this done. And let me just tell you, when you push through and God is telling you to push through and you finish, there's something that you cannot get if you didn't finish. It only happens to finishers. When I got it done, I was like, oh, and guess what? Then rain came. And I wouldn't have got a chance when I thought, oh, I'll probably be able to do it in this day. No, it rained that day, and I couldn't have done it. Then I would have had to do something with a hay field if I'd have let it go another week. So I'm just saying there's going to be things that you have to finish, and the enemy wants to change your view. Point number five. Finishers fix before they come down. Finishers fix before they come down. You've got to stay on the ladder, my friends. You've got to stay up on that wall and fix it. Whatever you have to finish, fix it before you come down. Your future depends on it. Maybe it's your health. You have ignored it for so long. Maybe God has got a great call in your life. You know, one of the things I'm trying to do now is get myself in better shape. And let me just tell you why. I don't like to diet. I don't like it at all. But I do like the results when I'm getting thinner. Now, I'm not saying now all of you are up there going, hmm, does he look thinner? Hmm, 
Hmm, I think he does. I don't know. I'm not trying to get your opinion. What I'm trying to tell you is this. Listen, if I don't get myself in better shape, I cannot finish the job he's called me to do to the ability and the success that he wants me to do it in. If you're on an airplane and you're on an airplane and the plane goes through turbulence or something's going wrong and that oxygen mask flops down in front of you and goes like this, okay, and you have children, you know what they tell you? You put the oxygen mask on first before you put it on your children. And people will be like, what? That's crazy. My kids come first. You won't have your kids to come first if you're not alive to put it on them. That's why they do that. So that you will have control of what your mind is thinking so you can take control of your children and help them make it as well. In that same manner, God has got things for you to do, but you can't finish them until you fix them before you come down. If you come down, you didn't get it fixed. You didn't get it finished. Stay there. Get your mindset. Get a plan. Fix it. Make the changes before you come down. Kim and I, years ago, decided to homeschool the kids. And so she had to do a lot. I mean, stretched her beyond what I could really even... I mean, I have an idea because I, I could see... But, I mean, she'd never done that before. I mean, she was a good student and all that kind of stuff. But she'd never done that before. So she had to go up on her wall and start saying, okay, here's what I got to do. And now, I mean, and over the years, people are like, how did you do that? How did you, what was your plan? What did you do? I mean, we tried different things, and we found stuff that worked better, and some things didn't work. But, see, she stayed up there. And there were plenty of opportunities, let me tell you, to come off the ladder. Plenty of opportunities for her to come down off the wall. And, but she had to go back to what God had told her. And I mean, there's times when I know I love our children, but there are times like, send them, send them to school. Because she just, you know, just like, you know, for a while there, I don't want to be homeschooled. No, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. They'd go, I want to be homeschooled. I hate school. I hate it. I hate it. We'd be like, ah. So she was trying to, God, what do you want us to do? What do you want? How does this wall look around our city? Are you hearing that? What does your city look like? Where do you live? What does that wall look like? And she wouldn't come down off that wall. She had people that said, oh, I'd do this. And they're part of her emotionally. It would be like, oh, that sounds so good. I want to do that. But she had to go back to, I can't do that because I got a job. I got to fix this. I got to do this. I got to pour into their life. So today we patrol the wall. And our kids, our adults, we still kind of live in the same city, so to speak. So we do what we can. We, 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 we're there for wisdom, but we've trained them. We've built the wall. I made it a point to make every practice, every game with my children, no matter what it was. See, I'm building, I'm fortifying a city. I'm building a wall, a wall that I have a great father, but he, he didn't have it modeled in front of him and couldn't do that for me. So I made it a point that I had to rebuild my wall. That was my finisher. I had to do that. I, I wanted that as a child, and, and he wanted to give it to me, but he didn't know how, and he a lot of times was working two jobs just to keep things flowing. 
What is God telling you to finish? Do you know where the breach is? If you know where the breach is, fix it. What is it that needs to be fixed? What did you long for but you didn't get? What, what is it? God, what are you telling me? You know, success can be determined whether you stay up on the wall or you come down. Let me tell you what sets you up for disaster. If you come down, you're not supposed to. You've got to finish this. Such a f- for success in the future is if you decide that your wall, you can't come down, you won't come down till this is fixed. Sometimes you're going to have to say, no, I can't do that. I can't go with you. I want to go with you. I can't go with you. This is more important. I have to do this. I have to get this done. You know, there's those, sometimes you have to have this, this, this rocky mentality. This, this type of just says, I'm, I'm not going down no more. You know, in, in one of the Rocky movies, his son says, Pop, you've done all you can do. Let's go. It's okay. Let, let's just go home. Let's go home. And he looks at his son. He says, I got to go out the way I got to go out. Okay, let's do it. That's what his boy says. You know what he says? He's recognizing you have to finish what God has told you to do. I can't come down any other way. He's given you some stuff to finish. And you can do it. You can be a finisher. Brett, what if it's good? What if they're telling me, I mean, this is good. I can come down. It's, it's a good thing. It could be a good thing, but it may not be a God thing for you. It doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It doesn't mean it's bad that they're doing it. It doesn't even mean they're being used of the enemy. You have to determine what you are finishing. It seems to be good. Seems to be and is good can be two different things. It's got to be from God. Here's our last point, number six. You will get attacked. That's always refreshing. The enemy will attack you if you stay on the wall. The enemy will attack you if you come down. He doesn't care. The good news is, if you stay on the wall, you succeed. The Bible talks about you're going to be pruned so that you can make better choices and do better for the kingdom. Or if you don't want any part of the kingdom, you'll be pruned and you'll be thrown into the fire. Either way, you get pruned. I'd rather have the good end, wouldn't you? If I'm going to be a finisher, then I want to focus on what God has called me to finish. Will I get attacked? Sure. But my viewpoint is up up there where I need to be. So like we've talked before, I can see sometimes when the enemy's coming. I'm like, I'm good. I'm not coming down. What you're telling me, I appreciate that. I can't do that because this is more important. I prioritize my wall. I got to fix this. I don't want to lose my finishing edge or my placement in perspective. So I need to stay where I am. See, so Sambalet, he started rumors. He tried to get Nehemiah off. He tried to get him to go cling to the altar. Can you imagine that? He just tried to use spiritual stuff. People do that, don't they? We're advertising on four radio stations right now. We just had a call come in and say, that station you're, and they didn't say their name. The station you're advertising on, they're anti-police and anti-gun. And if you're here, you can talk to me afterwards. Okay, but listen to me. Jesus didn't come for the healthy. What better stations to advertise on? If people, you know what I'm saying, if they're not, 
We need Jesus, folks. So, um, so we just advertise on Christian stations? No, Jesus was always with people that didn't know who he was. So, you know, what I'm saying is this. People can spiritualize a lot of things. People can try it, but let's stay on our walls. Let's do what we're supposed to do. Bottom line is they put that wall up in 52 days. It had been down for 100 years or more. 52 days went back up. Now, this is before Jesus, before miracles and lightning and assists by angels. Just raw determination and a mindset for God. Here's the deal, and I want to help you. I'm working on my wall, too. So it's not like I'm, we all are finishers. So we finish the things on our wall. Maybe your wall is alcohol. Maybe it's tobacco. Maybe it's weight. Maybe it's relationships. Maybe it's just bad habits. Whatever it is, you fix it. And you stay on the wall with God and say, I'm not coming down until I get this thing fixed. When you give that to the Lord and you leave this place, the enemy's going to tell you nothing's changed. When you first got saved, he told you right away, nothing's different. You're still the same. Can I just say to you, if you were still the same, he wouldn't have to tell you nothing's different. You're still the same. Something has changed. To your natural eye, maybe you're saying nothing has changed, but to your spiritual self inside, you've changed. You've submitted that to God. And the Bible says in James, if you submit to the Lord, and if you rebuke the enemy, then he'll flee. Resist him, and he will flee. The rest is going to follow if you stay up there and finish the wall. I, I just ask you, be a finisher. Whatever that is, finish what God has called you to do. And you'll find success, you'll find peace, prosperity, joy. Would you bow your heads, please?